It's a new year on the Solid State Podcast, and we're kicking it off the only way we know how. In the middle of the Nevada desert, surrounded by a halo of lights that never sleep, are miles and miles of convention center halls, meeting rooms, and shadowy corners, where once a year, a critical mass of the technology industry descends with their wares, ideas, and moonshots to pitch the rest of the world that their product might just be the next game changer. Whether your corner of tech is giant TVs, impossibly complex gadgets, or a toilet paper that, well, reads you the news. Now, 100% not kidding there, by the way. This mecca of technical wizardry is second to none other. And then, as quickly as it appeared, in a few short days, it'll disappear beneath the sands of the desert and time itself until another January finds us to start the process all over again. Well, of course, we're talking about none other than CES or the Consumer Electronics Show. Many big events have come and gone over the decades, but CES stands as the beginning of the gadget-filled year, and this was certainly no exception. It would take a week's worth of back-to-back episodes to try to unsuccessfully cover it all, and frankly, not even I could talk that much. So instead, your three occasionally lovable presenters have decided to gather our favorites, good, bad, and most definitely ugly, to give you just a taste of not only what CES has in store for us, but 2024 as a whole. Much like Apple disrupting the news cycle while not even being quote-unquote in attendance, let's peruse the store shelves of tomorrow by taking a look at what CES has for us today. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's Solid State Podcast. I'm your host John Joyce. I'm Eric Sargent. And I'm Cody Toscano. We're here in 2024. That's it. Look at that. Blink. The future. We are in, we are in a literal sense in the future from the last time we, we spoke to you. Oh, dear listener. Um, now we're here not only to kick off the new year, but, um, (laughs) what might seem to be a week late only because Eric and I don't know how to use a calendar. So, uh, uh, you might remember from our 2023 wrap up, we discussed, you know, we were going to kick things off the following week with our CES coverage. Um, and almost immediately after stopping record, realized next week wasn't CES <laughs> was mm, yeah. because of the way New Year's fell this year, it was the following week. So uh, we we decided to uh, take a beat in between the two, let 2024 just kind of happen around us for a few days. But uh, we are here uh, to talk. I mean, it, it's gadget town. I mean, that's oh, yeah. really just, and that's, that is, I guess I will set the stage. That is CES at its finest. Mm-hmm. You can, yeah. you can call CES a lot of things, a TV show. I mean, obviously it is at a broader sense, a, a technology show, but as many think of it as a TV showcase, um, in many ways over the years, it's become a car show. We talked about that quite a bit last mm-hmm. year, even mm-hmm. it's only become more true with kind of like the EV centric moves of recent years, but even long yeah. before that, it's just the technology of the auto of the automotive industry has been present in a big way at CES for quite a long time at this point. Yeah. I mean, um, I, yeah, I saw several announcements, so yeah, they definitely yeah. have a focus on it for sure. Um, no, laptops, broader gaming hardware, PC announcements. It's so it's so interesting because there's a there's a cycle to who is and isn't here, and other recent industry changes I think have have informed that even more. Because you have like your obvious, you know, Apple has not been a part of CES for many years. Mm-hmm. But they make a major announcement almost every week. They, they, I swear they spend 360-ish days a year trying to figure out how to time their calendar just right to have the perfect bit of news to drop in the middle of a technology con- uh, conference they're not even technically they're not even a part of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
And we're, we're not, I'm not even going to say its name because I'm not sending us down a rabbit hole of that announcement. We are, of course, going to touch on it at the end of the episode, but it's not CES related. It's just not yeah. other than it had some big news yeah. during the event this week. So, um, yeah, just, you know, other names you might expect to be at the world's biggest tech show aren't there. And that's just, you know, but they are they have yeah. people there they've got buyers there they've got invent you know they've got they've got t- people there they're very part of it but they're not an exhibitor is the easiest way but microsoft mm-hmm. is another great example microsoft not exhibiting but they're a still a huge presence because windows is a huge presence at yeah. ces and the other reason you know if ces is a three-letter word um What's what's the saying? Blah 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 is not a four letter word. Well, yeah. AI, AI has become a three letter word this week because it's what it, CES has been almost entirely about. So yeah. we're gonna get we're gonna you know get some time to touch on that also and what it's what it's meant to gadgets because and this is gonna sound a lot like the last time we covered CES because it's been true for a long time. You're gonna have two very healthy buckets of announcements: things we're ever gonna get to buy and things we're not. And CES is rife with both of them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There are just some products that I know in my heart of hearts will never see the light of day, but they're still fun to read ridiculous right. articles they, about them with 3D printed mock-ups. Right. Or, they're, or they will hit the market, but there's three of them. Right. Mm. You know, no one, no one like us will ever actually touch one of them. But yeah, there, there seems yeah. like there's a little bit of that going on this year, too. So. What, what you mentioned before, it's kind of like E3, right? Where like Xbox yep. and Sony don't go yep. or you know they just do their own at a different time of year well and it's funny you mentioned e3 because so one, one thing I, I clocked about our broader coverage of the event is again gaming another vertical that's always mm. been because that's a huge driver of the tech market right gamers oh, yeah. love to spend money it's just an inescapable truth um but they are gaming's everywhere at ces this year you know every laptop's got a 40 something video card you know every monitor is is being marketed towards you know your your pro gamer elites with 500 hertz refresh refresh rates rates. you know what i mean like that's gaming is either in the subtext or in the forefront of a ton of this stuff more so than really i've ever seen and um I just think that's fascinating because, and oh, sorry, what I was going to say was, I think a big part of that is, Cody, you're right, because they know the gaming industry no longer has that E3 platform. It's dead mm, yep. and now officially never coming back, at least not. I mean, someone could buy up the rights, I suppose, right. but my, and it's in the form that we all came up knowing it as E3 is dead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, which is crazy to think about. I mean, it had been dying for many years from its peak glory, but still to have it, to have that void exist in the marketplace and now have everyone know, yeah, and it's not going to be directly replaced, I think at least a good portion of it. Obviously, many other announcements have just moved to, well, you already said, Cody, what Microsoft and Sony and others have been doing for years, which is solo events, independent announcements, Mm -hmm. taking control of the message and the scheduling of those messages and not letting the event. It was offset why Apple dropped out of CES years ago um, because they didn't like letting, or or Macworld or any of those, they didn't like having industry shows dictate their product timeline. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when they were ready to show everyone the laptop, they'd call an event and show everyone the laptop. It wasn't, well, what do we have to have ready in time to show off at blah, blah, blah. The closest Mm -hmm. thing they have is, you know, the expected announcements at WWDC every year. But again, they control that event in a very literal sense. Oh, yeah. 
Um, bring it back to CES. Yeah, I think I think gaming is peaking because gaming is just big. It's a grow. It's a gr- ever growing vertical, but it also is now in search of a main home. There's plenty of other gaming events, but E3 was the juggernaut that is no more. And I think a big part of CES is is filling that gap for the industry and for the audience. Yeah, yeah I mean, you've already got most of the people who are interested in it in the room when right. they're able to speak at that at this event. So. The people who are They're, interested in tech are usually interested in that as well. So I was, gonna say, I was just going to say that yeah, Venn diagram tend, tends to cross over so much. It looks like a freaking circle. Exactly. So, I mean, it just, you know, um, but yeah, not going to try our best not to say that the reason why I kicked that fruit flavored announcement out to the end of the episode, because I truly didn't want to squirrel too hard on the front end. Um, we're just kind of going to run through a lot of stuff. CES is bigger than we can ever cram into one show. We're not going to cover it all. We're not going to come close. We just thought we'd come at it as, you know, it's been one of those weeks at the top of the year where our, where, you know, the day job, as we call it, there's a lot of activity right now. Obviously CES informs our day job. So it's, it's our job to be monitoring and watching this from a, you know, what's next perspective. But, you know, we also have not, we have not even had the time yet to digest everything that's happened or is happening yeah, around this show. There's just so um, much there. Yeah, there's no way. It, it'll take days for us to sift through all of the announcements. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I wanted to kick it off with one that genuinely delighted me from a God, I love CES moment. <laughs> and that was our w- wonderful friends from Samsung got up and Sadly, didn't spend as much time talking about TVs as I was hoping they were. I mean, a quick aside, I mean, it's a TV show. Um, almost all the focus right now is on the OLED side of things, um, mm. which is which is fine and great and good. Um, OLED TVs are amazing. I do think there's some of the best TVs you can buy on the market t- today. Um, Samsung and others are in an arms race. I, OLED is effectively a baked technology at this point. So now the surrounding tech to get it brighter and yeah. get the glare under control. So matte finishes that don't ruin color and contrast, um, lighting solutions that actually can get, that can actually you know punch up um, OLED to approach or get to the point that a good mini LED TV is able to do because of just the lighting technology differences between them. That's the arms race right now. Um, what they didn't do, and I guess I, I do, not know, do not know enough about the, the uh, science and technology behind it. Most uh, OLED offerings top off around 77 inches which is a big right. tv yeah it's a big that's a big honking that's tv yeah. i think a lg has one up at 82 83 inches but full disclosure my current um samsung qn90b so a couple two generations old now soon to be three i guess um qn90b led you know tv um is an 85 inches and it's just because I like to burn my retinas out. This is a documented Ooh. thing on the show. And <clears throat> the biggest issue I have with my 85-inch TV purchase is I-, I won't do it, guys. I won't spend money on a smaller screen. Mm, I just yeah. – you can't make <laughs> it. Yeah. I, I, I already know those OLEDs are better than my TV. I have eyes. I'm aware. I haven't ruined them yet. I cannot spend that kind of money. And even for the LG, didn't go from 85 to 83. It might be imperceptible. I don't care. I Mm. I can't make my brain do it. I I can't. So for for now, at least, those TVs are, you know, much to my wife's happiness off the table for me because I won't Mm -hmm. buy a smaller TV. Um, There is a TV we will talk about that came up in conversation over dinner last night that 
I, I've never seen daggers get produced out of thin air, but I was fairly sure I saw it happen then. Um, but yeah, the, the TV space has a lot of activity around OLED on the premium side because that's where your premium panels yeah. are really coming from is that OLED space. But we also know these companies exist to make money. And boy, howdy, they also know they're not just making money off of admittedly still large, not the largest amazing displays. They're printing money off of big, lesser expensive displays. And that's the other place where the tech has gotten real interesting because it's become so table stakes. The ability to make not just a big screen inexpensively, but to make a pretty dang good big screen mm-hmm. inexpensively is a, is a real thing. Um, you know, once upon a time it was, you know, go down to Costco, pick up whatever 65 inch, you know, insert three or four letter brain you've ever heard of, you know, here for $4.99 and be prepared to have never seen the color black portrayed as gray more in your entire life. You could use it as a nightlight. Mm. Um, it's just, you know, that that's not the case anymore. And these are not top tier, I mean, but like they've got the, you can get mini LED, you can get great contrast, you can get 120 Hertz inputs. Like you can get, you can get, you know, uh, VRR and all these other, you know, going back to gaming, gaming important specs. If you're an Xbox series X or S or on PS five, you know, owner, like, all these specs are out there for you at sub thousand dollar price points right. on big panels. That's in the like that's that's what's happening in TVs right now. Again, for the enthusiasts and the purists, like all this other stuff is happening up in the thousands of dollars at these you know crazy amazing panel uh, designs. But the 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 motion, the activity is happening right down around a thousand bucks, and it's like look at all you can buy without a comma in it and Mm -hmm. that's just constantly getting more and more interesting tcl i mean i just i've got i've mentioned before i've got a couple tcl tvs around the house they're not my main tv never will be Um, i shouldn't say never the ones i have would not be at the caliber to be our main tv um they're amazing though they're Mm -hmm. at a they're they cannot punch up to my qn90b side by side but if I were to break it down to a literal value per dollar ratio, it's not even close compared right. to what those TCLs cost compared yeah. to what that QN90B costs. So it's just, I love TVs, man. It's all, people call it dead all the time. There's always <laughs> yeah. something interesting going on. The last aside I want to make on that front was uh, the other, like this is more like in the future. Um, as we said, we're in the future right now. Uh, transparent TV tech. Mm-hmm. Is, yeah, that seems like it was a big up. thing there. That's, That's the one I was going to bring up uh, for yeah. sure. The, the LG one there. Yep. I mean, it's 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 interesting, right? I'm trying to imagine using it. Like as a gadget, that's amazing. All I have is pictures of me standing in a room like the freaking rebels with the Death Star coming with a bunch of see-through displays around the room showing me very important things. That's not what this is for. Like, mm-hmm. this is supposed to be for like the next screen you're going to watch Ted Lasso on. And it's like, I, yeah, I don't know. Like, do I want to watch it on a transparent gimmicky. display? It I is. Yeah. They said it has like a filter where, like, if yes. you're watching a movie, you know, you, you won't be able to see the wall behind it, hopefully. <laughs> well, it, it literally has a shade you can pull down behind oh. it to turn it into a not see through oh. TV. So, like, again, I as I love that this exists. So let me just get that out of the way. Yeah, I'm psyched cool. that this exists. When it exists in a more realistic sense, I will find ways. I will create ways to inject it into my life. Yeah. What I'm trying to figure out though is 
I'm trying to circle the square on the world where this is the thing that's in the middle of someone's living room that they're watching Sunday afternoon football on. Mm-hmm. And like, do, is that is that what we want? Do we want to be able to see someone walk behind the TV and watch them? Like, I'm trying... There, there's a big fat why question here that I'm really trying to get to other than, man, that's really cool. And maybe it's just, man, that's really cool. That's okay. Like there are many, many things that exist for man, that's really cool reasons. But is is that this? Yeah, it's, it? a, it's almost like they want it to be like, oh, I have like this piece of art on the wall. And when I'm not watching TV, it like displays something unique or whatever right it's like ambiance in the room let's call it what it is lg looked at the frame the (laughs) f-150 of televisions they just can't stop selling them and saying welp we're just not even going to try anymore there so we're going to skip right over tv as art like i mean like literal hanging on the wall like a piece of art Let's just make a giant acrylic sheet that's going to live in the middle of your room. And when it's off, it's going to look like a 24th century fish tank. Yeah. That, I mean, and you're right, Cody. Might just, that might be the yeah. answer. <laughs> I, I was thinking about it. Like the only thing that I can see it used practically for. Oh, you lost me a practical. Yeah. Is, is advertisements. <laughs> like putting right. it as a putting oh, it yeah. as part of a display window you're walking down the streets in new york city and they have those big glass displays oh, well now they yeah, write yeah. a channel of that glass and turn it into a screen that they can put you know on sale 9.99 like whatever they can put whatever they want and customize the glass that you're looking through to the product behind it they can put or they can take over the office all of worker as, behind they it can <laughs> they can take over all of them with the emergency broadcast system and put up yep. a, co- a picture of cody's face that says have you seen this man right. so i mean it's exactly. uh, you know it's got ma- it's got many applications yeah. in the minority report and, future and, that we're absolutely on the road in my in my trying to go galaxy brain with it like i'm thinking back to to animation so Disney invented this um, multi-tier anime, like when they were doing traditional animation, they would have mm-hmm. these plates at multiple depths yes. that they would go so yes. they could do rack focus and do, you know, depth of field in animation, which they didn't have before. I could see them stacking multiple of these transparent panels and actually having depth to a th- and making a 3D effect with different depths and of the, you, of the gla- glasses yeah. as 3D. You mentioned as 3DS. That's almost exactly what they did. Uh, right. Like Nintendo, like they layered the two... Yeah, that could actually be. That's It'd be point. interesting to see them do something like yeah. that. I mean, I could see them working. I mean, you know, this is obviously a lot of these are just prototypes, so they probably mm-hmm. don't even know what they want to do with them yet. They just wanted to see if they could. Eric, there are several board members at the Tylenol and Advil corporations that just heard you say that. And they're like, and they're oh like, my Ooh. God, the nineties <laughs> are the nineties are back, baby, because right, people guys, are not going to be able to stop. Let's punch up that migraine medicine quick. <laughs> That's it. Because as amazing as that sounds, Cody, I remember my 3DS and I remember minute mm-hmm. nine Turning trying to use the. I, I pretty yes. much used it for like one game, one yes. Zelda game that came out that actually used it well. Everything else, uh, I just had it off. Just turn it off. Yep. I did that too. Like We've spent back memories so- of my virtual boy. We've spent so many years trying to improve off-axis viewing on television sets, and now we're going to bring it full circle back to this is an amazing experience. If you sit exactly 4.7 feet from the display within a five-degree arc dead in the middle of it, and whatatever you do, don't sneeze. Yeah. That's what we're (laughs) headed back to. Yeah. Oh, anyway. We could spend three episodes talking about TVs and what it means. The yeah. last one I want to touch on because I baited it a little bit. Um, TCL, love those guys. Already said um, 
they announced a 115 inch TV and it's just I would possible love to have that on my wall. Yeah. yeah it, it, it may or may not have been mentioned during our video game night last night. And two of my friends that, you know, tend to, uh, uh, you know, attend that just nodded along knowingly because like, oh, okay, John's just pre-warning all of us about his next <laughs> irresponsible purchase. Yeah. Guys, you and, hear about this thing that came out? Uh-huh. And, and, and I felt <laughs> the, the, the temperature of the room drop five degrees suspiciously <laughs> to my right as I pivot to see my wife just staring at me because all I'm doing is all I'm doing is educating the room that this product exists. Yeah. The look I get is if I see you reach for your credit card, so help <laughs> me God. Um, I mean, it's going to be ludicrously expensive. Oh, yeah. We all needed renovating for a right? while. I mean, yeah. and then but they also, but this is the same company that brought us a 98 inch panel not that long ago that launched it over $10,000. You can right. regularly get it for five or six now. So yeah. like, again, that's still a ton of money for a TV, but we're talking about a TV that is on par with some of the more realistic projector screen sizes you can yeah. get even in, a, yeah. in an aggressive home theater. I mean, that is, that's if nuts. you are a home theater person, that's it. The merits of the of a projector start to fall apart very, very quickly. If this thing can actually deliver, yeah, yeah. If it actually, yeah, with being like a full picture the whole way around, like don't have to worry about the lighting yep. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's just I, I look How do you at get it that in your house. <laughs> In general, not you specifically, but (laughs) slowly and very, very carefully. I I, again at eighty big angles, right? Well, I I think again at eighty-five inches, still to this day the largest TV I've ever owned. I remember when it arrived um, because I didn't tell my wife it was coming, Um, and um, I I thought I had timed it out real well to be there, and I wasn't. And the box got there, and I was at a meeting, and I get a picture of this box in our like entryway of the house, and there the, she had no words to do with this. <laughs> no, no, it was because that's how I knew it was just a picture. There was no hey, oh, yeah. Yeah. this arrived. There was no what did you do. It was literally just a picture of the box. I'm like, right. well, <laughs> this coming. <laughs> John's got some explaining to do, and. uh yeah, the, the 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 biggest like near marriage ending moment was trying to put the feet on the thing because <laughs> I, I, when a TV of that size, to their yeah. credit, Samsung designs the box so the box supports the TV while you're trying to put the feet on it because of course I had to unbox it immediately and get to playing with it. But then um, our you know friend of the show who does these kind of installations for for as as a job that's what his company does they were coming out to properly wall mount and hang it you know some days later but i'm like that's not waiting for them they can go yeah. right there on top of the entertainment center that it's that that the tv is wider than um yeah. but the feet fit and that's all that mattered it literally hung out over yeah. the edges of our entertainment center at the time um and, and yeah it was um it was there were some tense moments there as nothing but styrofoam it was supporting the most expensive right. panel of glass yeah, like, I'd ever purchased yeah. Um, yeah. while we're screwing the legs onto it. So anyway, you're not wrong, dear listener. If you're buying a TV that is obnoxiously large and you may or may not have told your wife about or significant other, please, please, please be careful when you put the feet on. Um, yeah. And and think about the route from your front door to wherever it's going to be put because if you have a tight hallway, you're not. The joke aside, I can actually think of certain rooms and houses I've lived in where you would not have gotten some of these TVs into because of the I, angle yeah. you would have to take. 
They I don't live bend. In, I live in one of them now. We could. I couldn't bring that TV in the front door or through the garage. If I needed that TV upstairs in my actual living room, I would need to go around the back of the house and up the deck to the second <laughs> floor through the sliding glass door on that level. That's the only way I could get a TV that size in. So. I'm picturing one of those like <laughs> construction lifts they use to like right. hoist stuff on and job sites off and lower the uh-huh. TV in from the yeah. top. <laughs> Why is there a Chinook helicopter over Eric's house while they're delivering his TV? He's, and he's uh, inch TV from, that's right. You know, anyway, for reals this time already spent too much on, uh, time on TVs. Um, if, if TVs are like the known like safety zone of CES, like you know you're going to get some TVs. Um, Eric, I thought it only made sense then to pivot to, there's no other thing to say it, the weird stuff. Yeah. Because for every perfectly logical black rectangle there is at CES, there is a neon lit pentagonal shaped Bebop Zibzorp oh, yeah. that is supposed to be the next great thing in blank. So... Take it away and tell us about some of the weird of CES this oh, sure. year. Yeah, there's definitely some weird. So uh, along the theme of the 3D um, experience I was trying to invent on the fly there a minute ago, somebody already did it, of course, because they have these um, displays that you can buy in various sizes. They have ones that are about the size of a cell phone, and then you can also get them the size of like a wall hanging piece of art. And um, it, they're calling it's called the looking glass, and it, it's basically they're trying to call it a holographic display. It isn't a hologram, but it has depth, you know, and you can actually, as, sure. you like walk right up to room, okay. as you change your viewing angle, you can see the depth effect. It like rotates in the frame. Um, you know, the, the big ones on the wall look almost like a, a shadow box that you would see at the craft store or whatever. Mm-hmm. It looks like that, but it has, you can display 3d content in it and experience it as you walk around the room. They're, they're interesting. I mean, they're, they're neat. I don't, get what you would really do with them do. so much i mean it's a it's kind of a like look how neat that is but you know and it's like when you click on it to to check the price it takes you to a kickstarter so like there it's literally <laughs> right now. so and it's 250 yeah. bucks for the little cell phone size one and then of course it goes like what they're going to put out the big ones someday and they're going to be ridiculously priced like they don't even have prices for the bigger ones right now they're just you know they're going to happen and it's a kickstarter which you know tells me all i need to know like we could still never get that yeah and it could because the kickstarter out. completes doesn't mean you're ever going to see the product or see it anytime soon they could take years to put that stuff out so that's just kind of a, a neat display thing and then some of my weird is not necessarily weird as in the tech but it's weird as in what they're trying to get for it so the biggest one and get the elephant sized pile of cash out of the room um Sonos, known for their amazing speakers, decided that they were going to put out a full loudspeaker system. This is this is like what you would use to, you know, play music on your ten thousand dollar turntable. You know what I mean? Like really high end musical equipment. You plug into your Sonos seven hundred and fifty thousand dollar Sonos Faber Suprema systems. Two column speakers two subwoofers and an electronic crossover, um, you know, that helps push the sound to those. You'd still need an amp. You'd still need a source. Three quarters of a million dollars for some speak for, for basically two speakers and two subwoofers. Yeah. Ridiculous. From Sonos. Sonos. Yep. Sonos Faber. To clarify, this is not like, someone partnered with Sonos and they let him throw a label on it. Like Patrick Spence full on walked into a room and said, guys, 
million dollar speakers go well you know if you guys if that's too much for you <laughs> you can you can get the one they offer a single subwoofer version so if you don't need that second subwoofer you can get the single subwoofer version for six hundred and eighty thousand dollars oh what if, well, if you I'm, there it is yeah got it there that, yeah. that 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 got me there you, you okay. have to have that entry level offering you because you got you, you got yeah. to tear them up into because that you you right. bait them with the you know 680 grand because you know what a value and then you just stair step them up to the yeah, 750 like, well, it, it makes already spending 680 i'll just rob three more banks and be able to afford thousand dollar <laughs> yeah. one but yeah so and then the other one that's kind of on the what you know price for thing is um swarovski the crystal company i didn't realize they did optics but i guess it makes sense um i just wasn't paying attention they have a pair of binoculars that of course because that's the theme of ces this year has ai baked into the binoculars so you can okay. use the binoculars and it identifies over nine thousand species of birds um while you're looking through them so you can point them in a bird and it will pop up in your so display and tell you okay. what the bird is um they want uh basically you know just one dollar shy of forty eight hundred dollars for the binoculars so four thousand i want this so bad not literally no uh, what i'm uh, let me rephrase that i want this so bad to be a five thousand dollar wildlife version of a hot dog not hot dog machine right <laughs> that's basically what it is <laughs> so yeah i mean it's like is it gonna say bird yeah <laughs> like what well, yeah i didn't I didn't see the like a demo of it. I wasn't able to find them doing like a like a live demo to see what it looks like. I have no idea how long this thing takes to identify something. No, I want to point this thing at a parakeet Bird. and have. A, I want the, no. I okay. I got I got the punch up, guys. I want I want Swarovski to partner up with Sonos. Okay. To do a version with a little baby speaker in it. See where I'm going, so that I can point this thing at a parakeet and just have Snoop's voice come on and say, "Hey, look." <laughs> a bird a yeah bird. because yeah. a that's the greatest commercial on tv right now <laughs> second of all why because yeah. someone willing to spend five thousand dollars on a pair of bird watching glasses that can tell you what kind of bird it is guys they already know what kind of bird it is they're a bird watcher yeah <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Who's this for? Like, that's I'm, like that I'm would be like hand watching, and I have money to burn. I guess is the that would there. that would be like handing me a pair of binoculars that could identify cars, sending me to a track day, and having it tell me, "Hello, John. Yes, that is a Porsche 911 GT3. I already knew. It says it on the side. That's why I have the <laughs> binoculars." Right. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Now I so don't now, know the normal price of binoculars. Not five thousand dollars on the on on the hot dog, not hot dog scale. Yeah. I can tell you the answer is not five thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get expensive binoculars. You can go. Yeah, I'm sure. You absolutely like, can. No optics. Can yeah, proper optics are expensive. Five thousand dollars. Absolutely, you can. Are like you know really highly magnified, really beautiful you know optics, all that kind of stuff. Like, they have that. That's a thing, but. Yes, and the guy that buys them just bought a seven hundred fifty thousand dollars set of Sono speakers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> All right. So now let's break into the weird a little bit more. I'm going to end with the weirdest one. So I'm going to scroll past this, you know, one article that I had that explained this this one part. So I'm so excited. Yeah, I'll leave, leave that leave that one for last because wow, ridiculous. But anyway, um, 
they have now a, a clip on to the bottom of your iPhone blackberry style keyboard so you plug it and goes into the usb or lightning or usb c port on guys the i'm having such a moment with this gadget right now i'm so glad you did this one because i don't know what to think there is a whole part of my literal body that just says do it or right now do it you know how much you enjoyed reaching into your pocket and typing out a heavily misspelled but perfectly legible sentence without ever having taken your phone out of your pocket but then i remember Hey, John, your iPhone 15 Pro Max already basically a skateboard. So the answer to that is let's slap two and a half more inches of plastic on the bottom of it. That was my first, that's the first thing I noticed. If anything, what it does for me is it's like, okay, so everyone complained about the chin on your iMac for years. Years. Adding a chin to your iPhone (laughs) With 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 a goatee. That and again, there's the coach. That's the yeah. punch up. They need to make like an IMAX stylized version of this yep. and just lean into it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's too long. I don't know why. Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it's gonna be out of the top of your long, pocket, but... like a little keyboard yeah. just riding out the top of your pocket. No, the, like, and this it, is where this is where the miss was. It needed to be a sidekick. It right. needed can, yes, to slide out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Slapping a keyboard onto your phone that you can't take off. Like, I, I'm a big guy. I have big pockets. My iPhone 15 Pro Max skateboard fits in those pockets. I wouldn't even be... Me walking down the street with this case on, I'm literally showing keyboard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's and and they it, want 140 bucks for it. Is this like making... That, that this, part doesn't bother me. I hate to say it. This is the world we live in. That mm-hmm. part of all the things that like got me, the the price was like, cool. The yeah. things we spend money on for our already ridiculously expensive phones, I, I'm actually there for it. I am so excited for the first time I'm sitting on a plane and mm-hmm. I turn around and I see someone just tapping away on one of yep. these. I'm so, whoever you are, I am so excited to meet you <laughs> and be warned. I will be striking up a conversation yeah. because right. I have to know what living with this thing is like, because I won't do it. I, this, I just, 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 just to clarify on this one, I will go yeah. buy that 115 inch TV before I buy this keyboard yeah. because it, I won't do it. It reminds me of that. Have you, if you've seen that RV movie with Robin Williams back in the day, yes, he's in like the bathroom with the, and they speed it up, but he's like typing like a million miles a minute on his Blackberry, <laughs> yeah. like trying to get out those emails. Like that's what I'm yep. thinking of. All um, right. So I only got a couple more here that I want to touch on. So this next one, shockingly isn't the weirdest one. So here you go. This is the um, SkyTed mobile privacy mask um, and apparently hybrid go on. mask. So basically this is when you're- Well, it's moving, better for the environment than the, uh, than the ICE version. But yeah, I guess, yeah, it's a hybrid. You get your miles <laughs> off of it. That's um, right. But Just remember to charge it. It is set up so like when you're in a noisy environment or like you're on a plane or you're you know, in a bus station or around a lot of people and you're talking on your phone, you can put your Bluetooth in so you can hear the other side of the conversation. And then you strap this, like if anybody's <laughs> seen the new Batman movies, you know, you got Bane who's got the mask on and you can hear his face. Well, they're not yeah. new. It was like 10 yeah. years ago. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you know, like the Bane, the, 
No, yes. I guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. I wasn't. I I ignored the, the <laughs> Twilight meets Batman that happened recently. So anyway, yeah. Oh, we're we are not starting a war with the patents and industrial complex on right. this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. carry on. Anyway, you strap this Bane mask to your face. It completely covers your nose and your mouth and basically the bottom fifty percent of your face. And it goes over the front of it and it absorbs frequencies like vocal frequencies going out. So like when you're talking. People can't read your lips and people can't hear what you're saying. It would be muffled on the outside. So if you're in a noisy environment, they can't hear you. They can't hear either side of the conversation. It gives you privacy. And also you don't disturb others while you're on your call. I um, was born in a town. This is what it's basically going to sound like. Okay, That's exactly got it. what it is. And it's like, <laughs> you know, and they're, they're pushing it. They're saying like, it would be great for like gaming environments or call centers. So like I think of us, you know. And when we had a room full of guys before people were working remote and whatever, we had five, six guys in a tiny little room. Like imagine coming to work and your, your employer's like, okay, everybody strap your masks on before the day starts. Yeah, no, nobody can we, the, this is, this me? is exactly one half a step away of please step into your pod. We're going to yeah. lock you in for nine hours and we'll exactly. let you out when it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm thirsty though. How do I? Right. <laughs> it's, it's all right. There's a, there's a nice little injectable in there, Cody. You'll yeah. be just fine. Push a button and it just spritzes your mouth every once yeah. in a while. Um, okay. So the last one and the craziest one is there is now essentially an Airbnb. So that's what I'm dubbing it. Um, so this, is, this is This is an app that you go on and you're like, you're walking down a city street and you're like, man, you know what? I really got to go. I had too many Cokes. I had too many beers. I got to pee so bad. You pull up your app and you bring it up and it shows you the rentable toilets near you and you can book a toilet so that you can go into a restaurant or whatever, wherever these battles, maybe someone's home, like they're renting out their bathroom you know, and it shows five minute rental, $4 and 80 cents credit card fee, 20 cents on this little screenshot that I'm seeing. So your total is five bucks to rent five minutes in this bathroom. And then you go in. I and- really have to know what happens at five minutes in one second. Like that, <laughs> oh, that's where I'm, too. that that's where I'm really, really concerned with because yeah. that, that kind of time pressure on the yeah social dynamic we're talking about here. Yep. That's terrifying. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like that's going to give me stage fright and I'm not going to be ready We thought, we, we thought cell phone overage charges were, oh, yeah. were a problem back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Could you imagine this overage <laughs> when you, charge? When you do the per minutes and it's a, and it's a, another five minute minimum and like you're just yeah so the big thing is there is built into this app a rating system and this is not you saying you know four stars would poop here would be again what i mean like it's it's the people who are renting it to you rate you so you get a rating like you do with airbnb like uh-huh. you go into a home and you don't trash it, you get good reviews. And after a while, the people who are renting the homes know this is a good person to rent to. Well, guess what? These people will now know whether you destroyed this bathroom or not when you went in there. Yeah, what is like one is is it like a five metric system? And one of them is hit the bowl. Like what? <laughs> exactly. I'm really struggling with right. this one a little right. bit. You know, you know, one star use too much TP. You know what I mean? Like what? <laughs> like it's just it's the the most asinine thing that I've ever seen in my life. And that feels so you know. future, yeah. Like yeah, what? Like we it's, gotta rent it's him now? 
Yeah. It feels really like end of the world. Like you need yeah, a bathroom. This is, this, this, it's this, like this solving is people not being able to like, no, you can't use the bathroom unless you're a customer, no. like that kind yeah. of stuff. No, it's literally you? being pitched. As, 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 so I do vaguely remember this article. And as Cody, to your point, it's actually being pitched from the other angle. It's being pitched as very similar to Airbnb. Have an extra bathroom. Want a yeah. revenue stream. Yeah. Like everything on right? yeah. that's, that's a that's a literal revenue stream i guess but yeah. um I, I i just no I, i'm sorry yeah. I, I can't i won't i can't well what this, i what i'm wondering is is this going to bring about the you know like i remember as a kid it's not so prevalent anymore because gas stations roadside gas stations are now like utopias that you hit yeah the way. they're like these beautiful convenience stores but back in the day it was Buggies. like yeah yeah right exactly. we're not doing was, that yeah it's some now like back in the day when i was a kid it was some skeevy like yep. you know oil change shop that had some gas pumps out front quickie stuff like, <laughs> guy with no teeth behind the counter and you're like do you have a bathroom and he's like sure and he hands you a key do the key on a pipe on a canoe oh, yeah. or that you have to, <laughs> yes. go to the bathroom to let yourself in and in the bathroom there's those like rotating towel things where it's an actual towel that just infinitely rolls out and you're like this can't be safe and you're you know like Eric, we we defeated the 90s where we can yeah. i don't i don't want to go back right but it's like is this leading to you stop at a roadside bathroom and they've got them and they're like you know do you have a key to the bathroom and they're like oh no you got to rent it on the app yeah and like here scan the qr code and then you can use the bathroom commoditizing you know, yeah, you know I mean? yeah yeah is it gonna be like you got to go and you stop on the side of the road and they're like all right here's some more money for me another another five bucks every five minutes uh, I think that's what they think it's going to be. Right. I will tell you, be you know, being the you know filthy capitalist that I am for a moment, um, you know, insert big chain gas stop corporation here yep. could care less about charging you for the use of that. You know, you want to know why they have pristine bathrooms mm. to get you to stop at them so you spend six dollars on a fourteen cent coke. Exactly. I was like, that does like, work. Honestly, it works when you're on the oh, road no, no. and you're like, I know this place has a nice, yeah, yeah, yes. Like mm -hmm. that's and that's that that's the economy for them. They don't want your money for use of because like charging a nominal fee for use of a of a rent is not at all uncommon outside the U.S. Like yeah. it's that's uh, that that oh, is yeah, not an uncommon economy. On the, yeah, on right. The quarter. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I'm not talking five dollars, but like yeah. that. That's like that. It, to be more transactional is not as uncommon elsewhere. But again, especially here, they have long since figured out it costs us this much to keep a reasonably clean bathroom facility, and it directly results in this many potato chip sales. Mm. And they are more than making their money off the potato chip sales. I yeah. promise. Oh yeah. So. No, it's, it's wow, Eric. You um, yeah, <laughs> you, you you definitely ended that run in a in a way. You, yes. you made a choice. Um, <laughs> I I I realized trying desperately, desperately to get that visual out of my head. Um, <laughs> so I realized that I teed up earlier our beloved friends at Samsung, and that I immediately launched right into TVs. I didn't actually intend to talk about. Um, I didn't talk about Samsung's crazy announcement that um that I, I love. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I love and hate. Um, and this isn't even new, new because it did exist at a previous CES, but Bali is back. Um, <laughs> Bali is Samsung's house robot. Oh, and yeah. yes. And uh, <laughs> there was an earlier iteration of Bali, I think last year or the year before. And um, yeah. Bali's back with, with some new 
tricks, new brains, um, some, some, some new brains for sure. But my absolute favorite one, never mind that it really exists. And I'm, I mean this seriously to map your house for you to integrate it into their smart things, smart home ecosystem. But I don't want a robot mapping my house. Although I guess I have a vacuum that's doing that all day anyway. So mm, right. whatever I, we've already lost, but, um, R2D2 style, Bali now has a projector built in and will just project stuff on the floor, which I, I at first I want to know what these things are. Second of all, um, I love Samsung's optimism because I actually do believe that they think that everyone's floor is this perfectly polished, pristine surface to project an image onto. Oh man, they would not want to see my floors. No, I don't want to see a bright, I don't want to see a thousand nit flashlight pointed at my floors. And I've got a robot that cleans them twice every day. And I still don't want to see that. Like my dog is a toy murderer. Mm. Their like demo <laughs> video for it was, was also very dystopian because it's like this thing is projecting on the on the floor, the wall. Also, your TV's on. Also, your fridge has screens on it. Like all the Samsung things with the screens in the same. Samsung has weird. realized they've already sold us a screen for every surface, yeah. <laughs> so now they're bringing the surface to you. Is basically yeah. what Bali is there to do. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to see an ad? We 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 can do that for yeah. you anywhere you like. Yeah, Bali uh-huh. will be cheaper if you allow Samsung to project ads on your floor whenever it feels like it. You know, yeah. that's what we're headed for. <laughs> we're just trying to find that perfect companion, you know, that's not our phone. <laughs> but that will just that, but it will just pump you full of ads mm-hmm. anytime yeah. you want it. That's so crazy. And AI, don't forget AI's got to be included. Oh, it is AI <laughs> equipped and um if 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 smart blank was like the phrase of CES four or five years ago, it is AI enabled, AI equipped, AI powered. Yeah. Like my I, gosh, the one that I saw that I thought was interesting, and I don't, I don't have it called up, so I don't remember the brand. But I saw someone is doing a, a gaming monitor, like we talked about, you know, yep. crazy refresh rate gaming monitor. But they built AI into the monitor that it said something about it will help you identify enemies on your screen as you're playing a game so the monitor basically has cheats in it cheats in it yeah <laughs> why so do like, i feel like we're right back to hot dog not hot dog right. again yeah it's crazy to think about, like you know they're like you're bypassing that like it's not the game's not gonna be able to detect that you have cheats because it's not on the computer it's on the monitor John, you're so right, actually. Oh. Everything is just, it, it, yeah. AI is just saying, is this a thing or not? Is this that or not? Yes. That's where our AI is. blew my mind, actually. This, this, is what, this is what our AI-powered future is. Dear robot, please tell me what the thing in front of my face is because yeah. I've lost the ability to discern. Yeah, even the AI pin. This is a handful of almonds. It's like, okay, yeah, I knew that. I know. I poured it out of a jar that said almonds. Right. P.S. By the way, on the back of that jar is a government mandated sheet that says this many calories every this many almonds. Yeah, my mind's getting blown right now, actually. Yeah. AI is 
they they market it in such a way that it seems so amazing. But yeah, yeah. I mean, ultimately the one the ones now at least that we're getting in things that you mm-hmm. can purchase. That's basically what it is. It's it's mm-hmm. a this or that. You know, chat GPT type stuff you get a little bit more out of because you can ask it questions. And there there was one yeah. that we saw and um I'm I'm oh rabbit. It was called rabbit. It was like a new AI assistant, you know, it's like a you hold it in your hand device and you can speak plain English to it and ask it questions and it will has a little screen on it that will give you the answers. So it's basically uncoupling the AI questions from your cell phone. It's giving you a personal assistant that isn't your cell phone, but it's essentially in a format that looks like your cell phone. So you can yeah. carry another device to do the same thing. So you know. that's okay because the next version is going to have a uh, this, this really cool technology in it. It's chip and it connects you to this network of towers. Interesting. And hmm. whenever you put in this unique code and press a button, you can talk to someone on the other end. That's crazy. That infrastructure that's, sounds too crazy to, to put in. That, yeah. that, that's the next version. <laughs> first, man. They're backing into a phone. But anyway, yeah, I just exactly. like they're yeah. they're they're literally yeah. like, well, we don't want to make a phone. So let's just make a piece and then we're gonna back into a phone one one one. Yeah, we made one thing that does too many things, so I gotta break them out. Yes, because that that's that's how these cyclical things you know go. <laughs> well, you mentioned you know chat GPT and AI, and I'm I taught I briefly touched on cars early, and again, we could do several episodes just on the car tech of CES yeah. and definitely what will or more importantly will never see a shelf or a road um my my favorite was the announcements around chat gpt integration into cars okay oh. guys okay. i already love my car <laughs> i don't need my car to love me back to talk to you yeah <laughs> and if my experience with these ai powered chatbots is anything to inform it I don't, I don't need my car forming some kind of pseudo relational bond with me because that's all these LLMs are capable of doing. But then on top of it, way back machine, GPS is just becoming a thing. You know what I mean? Like the ones you like mount, you know, back in the day, you like yeah. bought some obnoxious that plastic part. rectangle yep. and mounted on your dash Ooh. and the incredible, and I don't because people did get hurt every now and again. I'm not making light of that, but also dang. The number of people that just drove into rivers because their GPS told them to. <laughs> yep. Guys, we have a whole terminology in AI called hallucinations yep. because they happen. Mm-hmm. We really think the average driver who I just I'm just gonna say it already overtrusts the robot. Again, Ooh. if we're driving into rivers, a body of water, because the little green arrow said turn right here, and they just decided to keep going because the robot said so, when the robot confidently tells you, drive over the bridge, the bridge is finished, I promise. Mm-hmm. You can save five minutes by driving over that bridge. And then you're careening down the Grand Canyon because there's no bridge over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, I just don't know what a great idea it is to be putting yeah. this technology in a car. Where, I don't know, reliable information is possibly the most important thing. Yeah. And yeah. reliability is not the gold standard of what I would use to describe the modern iteration of LLMs and chatbots. No. No. John, you haven't driven with me for 48 hours. Did I do something wrong? <laughs> I, please make the immediate left turn. 
oh my gosh, the car is going to start deciding, you know, I really enjoyed the gas from the QT versus yep, exactly. that Bucky's. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, well, that's the one where I saw that really, anyway, nope, yeah. we're stopping. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm shutting it down. I'm Put stopping it, down. it right Put here. It we, we don't need the semi worked up robot telling us the wrong way to go places in a very, very confident voice because Hank is actually going to drive into Ooh. the Grand Canyon because the robot told him to. And yeah. that just That's some scary stuff. Probably with a subscription as well, right? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, well, of, of course. Well, that all oh, I don't recall <laughs> if this was actually a CES thing or just CES adjacent because it's all running together. But, you know, we're here. Um, you know, there's co-pilot and there's co-creator and, you know, some intrepid, you know, code reviewers have found um, references in Microsoft pre-release software to co-writer in the Notepad app, an AI, an extension of co-pilot to help you write things in Notepad. Except there's also references to a credit system. So yeah. if we were wondering yeah. how Microsoft was going to monetize this thing, they're going to imply the 15-year-old Azure model of resource consumption based pricing. So you'll have all these underpinnings for AI strewn throughout Windows, but that's okay. You know, I can see it now, you know, co-creators halfway through, you know, putting together helping you put together that perfect chart and graph for your presentation, but ooh, you ran out of credits. Got to buy another pack of 20 yeah. uh, to to finish your uh, to, you know, to finish your presentation. So um it's, yeah, it's, every it's like the bathroom app all over again. It's yeah. the bathroom app all over again. So yeah, it, guys, I just want the world to be aware AI is not cheap. Like they're throwing it at us right now because they're at some point. Right. They're throwing it because they know they can't charge for it yet, not and get away with it. Believe me, it is the plan. You might just want to consider, God, could you imagine holding up a $5,000 pair of binoculars and it's saying, would you like to identify this bird? Please renew your subscription for yeah. like. You didn't <clears> buy the <throat> sparrow pack. You need to pay four ninety nine sparrows. At least I know uh, it's a sparrow. That's, mm-hmm. Well, for free, we'll narrow it down to one of five species. If you yeah. want to know for yeah. sure, please pay here. <laughs> scan this QR code, like and subscribe. Um, I just, it's yep. it's a, it's a nightmare. It's I, I can't. Yeah. I don't know another way to say it. it's a, it's the a freaking nightmare. You know? Yeah, it's the, crazy. The jokes make themselves because they're real. Yeah, Not, and they're <laughs> written by AI. oh no if we were written by ai we would all be much funnier um i i'm I'm at least well aware that uh you know it would do a better job than we do so all right well again we could we could continue to go down the broader ces rabbit hole i mean just just laptops alone i know we spent a lot of time last year talking because we even said that ces 2023 was like the year that laptops kind of got cool again mm-hmm. and that didn't slow down my god there are a lot of laptop announcements at the ces and a lot of them interesting um i've talked many times on the show about my love for the um the asus zephyrus line the rog mm-hmm. zephyrus like the, like the g14 mm-hmm. g6 yeah, nice amazing yeah. laptops they've got an awesome update for that coming this year the body's finally getting a little bit of an update they've messed with the led kind of light bar effect um because it was more of a matrix before now it's a light bar um They've they too they've tweaked like the 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 clamshell enclosure. It just it's one of those laptops, and I can tell you, owning a couple generation old one, the laptop's got chops. I mean, it's got teeth. It is a powerful device, but it's one that you could just about get away with using in a meeting and not getting looked at sideways. By right. it's it's more of especially if you tone down the light show. It's kind of an if you know you know 
mm-hmm. situation. Like anyone else in the room, if they know what it is, they're going to peg you as, you know, oh, you were playing Baldur's Gate on that last night. You were, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, you're probably playing Baldur's Gate right in the middle of this right meeting now. right now, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Um, but those that don't know might just think, my, it's a snazzy laptop and not realize there's a freaking 4070 baking underneath it. Right. Um, yeah. Melting the table. Um, but yeah, a lot, lot of great laptop stuff. Go catch up on all. Oh, be remiss for saying too, because I wasted entirely too much of everyone's time over the summer talking about how much video cards shouldn't be. Yes. Um, yep. They did announce the super line of some of NVIDIA's you know, higher end chips. I think, think specifically the 4070 and 4080 supers have been announced. Mm-hmm. And the new, yeah, big news to me was... The 70 Ti, yeah. just an 80. <clears throat> so the 4080 super coming in at sub $1,000. Assuming you can get one, right. that's... Yeah. That's, That's a big actually deal. where the price should be around. <clears throat> so, should yeah. be rather than sixteen, seventeen, eighteen hundred that you were paying before, yeah. almost double. Yeah. Yep. I mean, again, that was for a forty ninety, but but still, yeah. you were paying well north of a thousand dollars any given day for a forty eighty, and that was sticker during the you know shortages. You were paying those high you know, up, knocking on two thousand dollars even for a forty eighty because you were buying it you know yeah. secondhand scout prices. Um, so I do love to see those mid-cycle refreshes that actually do drive down the price point because if that's assuming they're actually like able to get them in people's hands, that's a, at a 999, you know, sticker. I'd love to be able to see where people can grab them for the occasional sale at, you know, 899. I mean, that's a powerful chip that could do a lot of things for folks, um, you know, at a, I'm not calling it cheap, but is at least remotely affordable if that's something you're trying to build. Yeah. I mean, you think about it, that that's, that's potentially knocking a whole comma off of a build that you're doing. If you're going from spending almost $2,000, but, but what you need to do could easily be done by a 4080 super. You could be, you're possibly saving a grand that, that adds yeah. up really, really fast. So Definitely. anything else, you know, jump out at you guys from CES as far as like a, uh, you know, CES is all about the things we think will come. We know will come and the ones we are pretty sure will never show up. Uh, anything else jump off the page in any of those categories for you all? The only thing that I saw that I thought was neat anyway is is an extension to Bluetooth, um, which is the it's like AuraCast or something like that from Bluetooth. Yes. Yeah, they're building yep. a new feature in. So if you've got Bluetooth headphones um, that are, I think it's 5.2 or 5.3 um, Bluetooth headphones, you can they will now have it set up like in public places where you can go on your phone and find an, the AuraCast device and connect your Bluetooth headphones directly to it. So like you're in an airport that has a TV playing and they have the sound off. You just, you can tune your Bluetooth headphones directly to it to listen into oh, that, is cool. like that in a stream. Yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah. pretty neat. I mean, I thought it was just, it was just kind of, a, Oh, that's cool that that's like, they're making it more of a thing. So that was the other one sticking out. Well, I'm going to set myself a five minute timer. Okay. And we're going to wrap up addressing the non the most CES non CES news of the week, which is Apple did a thing um that they are always want to do. And the 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 scale of these announcements do vary year to year, but it is it is an odd year when Apple doesn't try to do something to insert itself into the conversation of a show they're not even in attendance of. And this year right. was certainly no different. Um we got the announcement of the availability and pre-order schedule for the Vision Pro. Um, Vision Pro is obviously, and I, I tried not to make a huge aside about this during the show because there's going to be so much more to talk about it. Um, the Vision Pro wasn't just the news of CES because of the announcement. These companies 
there, I don't know if there was a company that showed up that didn't have at least one slide in their announcement deck that was, look at our entry into the spatial computing and AR VR space. Like it was just everywhere. Everybody's trying to do it. Yeah. They either outright would say, this is our vision pro competitor, or it was like in white font on the, on the, and you just hadn't hit control A to C. This is our vision pro competitor. So it's like, it's, it, there is, I, I still don't know if this bold move is actually going to develop into a category that people are going to spend up and, you know, is going to step up and spend money on. Certainly not at $3,500, not in scale, but mm-hmm. Apple did announce availability of the Vision Pro. Um, pre-orders going up on the 19th, I believe it is. Um, starts arriving on February 2nd. You can make appointments with your local Apple store to do a Vision Pro demo to at least get hands on and see what, you know, Apple's vision of the future is actually going to be about. And well, that's the other one. Bring your contacts. I was just going to say me and Eric are. (laughs) Bring your contacts for two reasons. A, because it's a demo site. Um, B, the, 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 the bad news I have for both of you is they not only announced pricing and availability for the device, they announced the pricing and availability for the prescription lens kit. And they do come in at $149 prepare. So to Eric's point, it's not $150 for him. It would be almost $500 because in your household alone, you would need three sets because you are a three person family with three very different uh, prescriptions. Yeah, so. that makes it just enough of a hassle, doesn't it? Like, oh, you got a three separate lens. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. You're gonna buy. You're gonna buy a almost four thousand dollar device, but you're like, sorry, honey, you can't use it because <laughs> yeah. I only bought the prescription lenses for me. That's gonna yeah. be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I guess it's really not that hard to keep into five because there's not a whole lot else to say, right? Like, there's no new news about what the vision pro is actually going to be what it's going to mean because it's all meaningless until it gets in people's hands apple can have a vision for the vision pro all they want much like the iphone and it was you know before the app store or any of these other things until i mean developers of certain developers have had it in their hands for months and we're going to see you know what the earliest looks of that are when these things start launching but really i do believe in the concept of spatial computing. I really, I really do. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, again, we've talked about how, you know, the vision pro is not the expression of what Apple wants to build. It's the expression of what they can build today. And that's why they priced it at a point where only certain people can buy it because they know they can start to drive it forward while they figure out how to build the set of glasses they actually want to put on everyone's faces, mm-hmm. probably for nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, Partnering with Ray-Ban. <laughs> no, Meta's got no. that on lock. Oh, yeah, that's right. that's right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it'll be Dolce no, & so, Gabbana, and it'll be $2,000. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. It's the Johnny Ive edition. No, um, I, I'm just excited for it to get here. For sure. Not for the device itself. I want to see, I want to, I want to fast forward to what's next. Because yeah. like we talked about so many other things. One year ago, almost to the day today, we were talking about the existence of those new of the uh, new Razer laptops and their crazy screens and you know giants. I like, and I remember talking then a year ago about how, in that case, I just I wanted to participate. I wanted to participate in the existence of that device and the powerhouses that they were because they represented a shift in how much horsepower we were getting into a package that you could take with you in theory just about anywhere as long as you don't mind irritating your back problems. Mm-hmm. Like this is going to be a thing that is not going to directly impact 
broader Joe public of the tech space, but I do believe it's going to be a piece of the informative story about what's next. Yeah. You know, what, where are we going? What is next in this space? It's obviously got the rest of the industry's attention. That doesn't mean they're actually going to make any of those things. You know, slides right. are cheap. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're um, in research and development on it and they're all yeah. waiting to see if Apple can have another hit. And if they have another yes. hit, they need to be poised to have their answer to the new iPhone that surprised everybody last time. And they just don't mm-hmm. want to be surprised again. And, you know, much to Satya Nadal's point recently, I don't think any of them are content to seed the win this time. Yeah. You know, it was it was before Satya was it was not his leadership, but Microsoft gave up. They threw yeah. in the towel. And don't get me wrong. It wasn't for bad reason. Their strategy was a dumpster fire. But outright wiping their hands and walking away i do believe they they think to this day that was a mistake their 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 strategy of the day was flawed broken and on fire but pivoting was one choice they pivoted off of a cliff and they took a billions on billions of dollar write down looked at phones and said we're done here and they walked away they're still dealing with the aftermath of those decisions today. They're obviously a wildly profitable company. They were more valuable than Apple for a hot few minutes yesterday. So like Microsoft is doing fine, but imagine if they had stuck through it long enough to crack that, you know, going back to, I don't want to live in a world dominated by Apple and Samsung. Mm -hmm. I noticed I didn't say Apple and Google. I very specifically said Apple and Samsung. So I, I want the Vision Pro to exist, not to drive forward another, another Apple-dominated vertical, but to bust into a vertical that I want Asus and Samsung and Google and Microsoft and everyone else to come rushing into. I, I don't want the failure of, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking Microsoft's, you know, um, their, their, their AR headset that, that, that just oh. got sunset recently. Yeah, I don't um, remember the name of it either. The, anyway, the, I, the HoloLens. The HoloLens, thank you. Yeah. I don't want HoloLens to be their Nokia Windows phone. You know, yeah, I don't want that to be that that early shots like, eh, not for us. We're just going to make the software and the services. And again, making the software and the services is printing them money. But this is a space big enough that requires juggernauts to yeah. be the movers and the shakers earlier on. It needs Microsoft. It needs Google. It needs Samsung. It needs all these other companies. So I do want Apple to kick the door open on this party. But then I want everyone else to rush in and drive those prices down, make it interesting, figure out what is next. Because I'll tell you, slapping a keyboard onto your iPhone is not the future of no. personal mobile computing. <laughs> no, no. So it's going back a little bit. Just, yeah. just a wee bit. Edition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right well on that bombshell so much more to talk about ces 2024 it really was we gave up on trying to even format this one because really the most exciting thing i'll walk away with is ces 2024 was the most ces ces i've yeah. seen in a long time so and that there was just yeah. it had the gadgets it had the weird it had the big announcements it had the ridiculous tvs i love it all we're going to be talking about bits and pieces of this for weeks months and really the rest of the year because that's what ces is there to do is to kick off the year in a literal real way even including when we get hands-on finally with some of these devices when uh when you're actually able to do so uh, uh with that anything you guys have to uh, wrap us up nope Mm-mm. all right well off into 2024 we ride you know in- into the future as we say and with that we will wrap it up and catch you next time later later later